Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Today is going to be a very special episode because we are wrapping up season one. So thank you so much for tuning into the podcast these past few months. And first and foremost, I just wanted to say how blessed I am for the support. And I couldn't be more proud of the first 10 episodes. So today for the season finale, I really wanted to chat through how to protect your peace and promote positivity. I thought this would be a great way to not only wrap up season one, but also really set the tone for an amazing season two. So as I mentioned in the last episode, I will be taking the next few weeks to really plan ahead my vision for 2023. So this will include episode topics, interviews, and just kind of really focusing on where I want this podcast to go. So the next couple of weeks, um, I will definitely be planning and taking the time to do all of those things and just really ensuring that season two is the best that it could be. So the next episode will not be until Wednesday, January 4th, 2023, with a very special guest to kick off season two and to start the new year off strong. So tune in for that and do not forget about me over these next few weeks. I'll be posting some updates and um, keeping everything active to remind you that, of course, you do not want to miss episode one of season two beginning January 4th, 2023. So prior to diving into our topic today, let's go ahead and end this year with a few recommendations and also talk through what I'm working on. So recommendation number one, Wednesday, which is actually brand new and it's streaming on Netflix. This is a new show that is an extension to the Adams family. And basically it's all about their daughter Wednesday and her journey and her new boarding school. So as somebody who has never personally watched the Olders Adams family's projects, I wasn't sure if I would like or understand the show, but I will say that I really enjoyed watching it and I loved how it was centered around her and also had its own storyline too. It was full of twists and turns and ultimately ends in a great cliffhanger too, leaving me to believe that there will definitely be another season coming out. So go check that out in your free time over the next few weeks. It's a really easy watch. It's only eight episodes and it was it was decent. So I definitely recommend checking it out if it's something that you think you would be interested in. Recommendation number two, Secret Santa. It's not too late, guys. Get a group of friends together and make a Secret Santa gift swap happen. Me and my friends got together actually just last night. And we did a girls' night with a fun Christmas-themed charcuterie board, some drinks, and did our gift exchange. So it's super fun to make an evening out of it. Um, set like a $30 budget is what we did, and we built wish lists off Amazon of things that we would like or we would use. And then the app that we used ultimately um, assigned everybody a person, and we made it happen. So, of course, all of our schedules are crazy. They clash, and it was really hard to make the date happen. And we really didn't know if we were going to do it this like year or even like January when I come back to Pennsylvania but ultimately we made it work I highly recommend doing the same the holidays are all about gifting and giving others and just making sure everybody feels special and appreciated so it's an easy and cost-effective way to do that and I highly recommend it and then for what I'm working on, personally, I've been working on minimizing my refined sugar intake and kind of just controlling the amount of sweets I eat because as somebody who personally has a huge sweet tooth, without self-control, I would definitely max out on every dessert possible. And especially with all of the holiday treats surrounding you during this type of season, it's so easy to, during this type of year, just, I don't know, I guess, not falter, but 
indulge a little bit more than you probably would on a normal week. <laughs> so it's just something to be conscious of. I want to be more conscious of it for my own personal health goals. And of course, it's important to make sure that you are not restricting yourself. I want to be flat out about that because there's nothing wrong with balance and treating yourself indulging. But from my personal experience, the reason why I'm saying this is what I'm personally working on is because I know that I have worked so hard with my nutrition over the last two years and just eating clean as possible 80% of the time and having that 20% balance. And ever since adapting that 80-20 lifestyle, just being more conscious that I do not revert back to old patterns or habits, especially with the way that I used to eat because I was not taking care of myself or my body or fueling it properly. And let me tell you, I do not miss the internal feeling of gross that I struggled with for so long. And I'm not going to be one that promotes that for other people or for myself. So that's what I'm working on. Um, of course, I'll have a good cookie or brownie now and then, but I'm not even kidding. I used to eat more desserts and sweets than like real food during the holidays when I was younger. So do not want to go back to that. Okay, so for today's topic, this was truly just inspired by the importance of a positive mindset and overall internal wellness. Because as we all know, being healthy is so much more than what meets the eye externally. It's not about the external appearance. And when I use the term healthy, I'm using this just to describe the end goal that you want to achieve with your mind, your gut, your habits, boundaries, and ways of thinking. So one thing that I've noticed and come to learn over the past couple of years is that you should always come first. And there's nothing wrong with prioritizing what's best for you or setting boundaries in all of the areas possible in your life. If anything, this is exactly what you should be doing in order to ensure that you are limiting the availability for people, situations, thoughts, and experiences to disturb your inner peace. Personally, when it comes to your mental health and being able to accomplish a state of inner peace, I think it truly just changes the game for your stress levels, your priorities, and so much more when you do focus on how this all ties to your overall wellness because it's all connected more than we could ever realize. And when you fill your time with things that promote inner peace, it could flow into all areas of your life and really just become a mindset that sticks long term. So it's all about the energy you are filling your life with and how it will impact everyone and every situation you are surrounded with. So for example, maybe this is a morning routine adjustment and you can add something like meditation or yoga, which will definitely help your day just start off in a calm state. It promotes mental clarity and silence and also teaches mindfulness too. And then another thing could maybe be breath work. It could add um, a physical aspect to being a great addition in your everyday routine where it kind of fits best depending on the person. Maybe it's a night thing. Maybe it's a morning thing. Maybe it's an afternoon lunch break type thing because ultimately breath work will train your body to be able to get used to a state of calmness within. And in return, that will, of course, lower stress levels, blood pressure. Um, and you definitely don't want to be contributing to the reason why those things could increase. So why not get ahead of it and be proactive rather than reactive? And in, and in return, it will all decrease. Another example I thought would be great to talk about is not using your cell phone for the first 30 minutes of the day or even the last 30 minutes to an hour prior to bedtime. So I have heard of people also taking it a step further and making their bedrooms a no electronic zone, which is ultimately way, way, way better than just avoiding it 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there. If you're taking it taking out technology from your environment as a whole in your bedroom and you're promoting a very relaxing and peaceful surrounding, there's only benefits that are going to come from that. 
So if that's the route you choose to go, you would definitely have to get a normal alarm clock and you would not be depending on your phone to wake you up. You would have no TV in your room and instead you may spend your time before bed journaling or reading a book or maybe it's even doing some sort of mindful practice that will set that relaxation mode and show your body that you are ready to wind down and go to bed. Another thing could be limiting your time on social media. It's a huge portion of protecting your peace. And this, in return, will also limit your availability for comparison, which is so important. I saw a post talking about how the typical person is exposed to around 400 media images per day, which ultimately is hundreds of thousands of opportunities and reasons to compare yourself and feel less than. You definitely need to be more mindful about what you spend your time engaging in, who you're following, what you're following, what forms of information you're consuming and how, and also the reason for doing so as well. There are so many great aspects of social media, don't get me wrong, and I feel like I could do a, an entire episode dedicated to the pros and cons of social media as a whole, but if you do not have a healthy relationship with technology or social media, it could definitely be an immediate en energy disruptor, which nobody wants. So maybe this also means distancing yourself or setting boundaries with people, um, especially those involved close to you in your life. So there's nothing wrong with being proactive and protective with your energy, your emotions, and just ultimately being picky and choosy about who and where you're spending your free time. So if you need to reflect on who or what increases and decreases your energy, I highly recommend doing so. Make a list of everything and everyone you spend your time with on a daily basis. Do it for a day, then do it for a week, and just keep note of how those interactions, tasks, events, situations, activities, conversations, or people are affecting you. And ultimately kind of go from there and deciding like how or what you want to include or take away. And ultimately, hopefully you'll get that inner state of peace, that more calm mindset and that clear focus on who or what you should be spending your time with. So let's talk about the two types of people in this world, because there are an obvious two energy givers and energy takers. And let me tell you that those that leave you feeling exhausted, drained, or even stressed out after spending time or hosting conversations with them is not the person that you should strive to be. So instead of being somebody who brings down the vibe, do your absolute best to be increasing it and positively impacting others. Personally, I hope that I add value to the room and any conversation that I'm in, and also that people look at me as someone who is encouraging others to be the best version of themselves, because it's the same thing as what activities and situations recharge or drain you. So why would you want to surround yourself with people, places, or things that you know will make you feel awful, that will promote stress or anxiety, or better yet, why would you even want to be the reason that bad energy exists? If you want to change any situation or circumstance, you have to change your mindset. And you can't change your mindset without learning the importance of protecting your peace. So a few examples of energy givers for me. I love reading, going on walks outside, not having my phone next to me at night, being in sweatpants and cuddling up on the couch, watching a good movie or my favorite TV show, floating on a lake and soaking up sunlight, sitting around a bonfire in the summer and talking to those around you. Um, road trips is another one. The music and the conversation that always comes with road trips makes me feel so energized and happy. 
I also found that I enjoy yoga. Stretching makes my body feel the best. So does eating clean, whole foods, and cooking with Mitchell um, for dinners. I love to cook with him. And taking my daily wellness drink each morning is another one, too. A few others could be brain dumping in a journal, um, especially if I'm feeling anxious or stressed. If I don't have a journal around me, then maybe it's my notes in my phone. Um, just getting that mental clarity and getting it all out without having to dump it on somebody else. And also just more recently sitting here and writing a script for a podcast episode too because it takes reflecting on the things that I have learned, the topics that I want to talk about, what has influenced me, who has influenced me, and just the types of information that I believe would bring value to other people. So these are all examples of things that promote genuine happiness for me and give me energy. And of course, it's easier to establish energy takers, but I won't list those out because it's not only giving those draining takers power over the conversation, but it's also speaking them out loud and potentially passing them along to other people, which is not something I want to be responsible for. I want to be a positive influence, not a negative one. And ultimately, protecting your peace can have various meanings, just depending on the individual, of course, and it should. But for me, it's intentionally focusing on what serves you internally, makes you feel your best, makes you feel genuinely happy and allows you to disconnect from the crazy, busy world that surrounds you. It's paying attention to what makes you feel content and promotes the least amount of stress possible. Take some time, really, to discover your energy influences and what you need to do or what you need to start doing to protect your own peace. Or maybe it's even recognizing what you already are doing that contributes to the reason why you're feeling genuinely happy. And with all of that being said, I wanted to wrap up today's episode, keeping it short and sweet. I wish everybody the happiest holidays. I hope the next month is filled with lots of love and warmth. And as always, I will leave you with a gut punch that I hope hits as hard as I want it to. When things change inside you, things will change around you. So go be that energy that you want to attract and be the reason why somebody else smiles today. Look at that. Three gut punches to end 2022 on a beautiful note. Enjoy the holidays, everybody, and I will see you on Wednesday, January 4th, 2023.